0: live from Toronto. Here is Samantha and Anton for Forecast F1 podcast. That's right. For the first time, we are actually physically in the same room recording
1: the podcast. Anton, how do you feel about this first of all?
2: No, it's it's very exciting to be <laughs> to be doing this. <laughs>
1: yes, that's true. Yeah, that's true. And uh, we're
2: not we're not even with the two of us, we're with three of us right now, so it's Anna's also here in the room recording with us.
1: So we are all together uh, in anticipation of the Canadian Grand Prix. We've mentioned it a few times in our recent podcast, but we are officially all here. We're excited, we're ready. I mean, it can't come sooner.:
2: But we're going to talk about the Spanish Grand Prix first because that's what we're here to discuss. So fair enough.: What do you think of the Grand Prix? What did you think of the weekend?
1: Well, I thought that there was a few surprises, there were definitely a few surprises during qualifying and the race itself. The track provided a lot of overtaking, so that was something that I definitely enjoyed seeing on Sunday. What did you think?
2: Well, talking about the track, let's talk about that a little bit first, because there was a change this year. We changed it back to not having a chicane. Do you want to talk about that, uh, Samantha?
1: Yeah, so specifically on turns 14 and 15, the chicane in that spot had been removed for this year. And instead, they created two high-speed right-handers as cars head back to the start, or I guess finish line, depending. So it really does become a high-speed final sector. It's providing a lot more of an overtaking opportunity.
2: So I think what was interesting is that um, the qualifying session was perhaps even more interesting than the race, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think we saw, even before qualifying in practice, we saw quite a few situations where cars were spinning out. And so there was a lot more anticipation, I felt, going into qualifying. There was a lot more instability when it came to the weather as well. So that played a factor. But yeah, I agree. It was was definitely quite an exciting qualifying and a surprising one.
2: Yeah, there was kind of good amount of uh drivers that you'd expect to be in q3 that didn't make it to q3 obviously in uh, q1 starting with uh, leclerc not uh, not really having a, a great setup in the car i think he had some uh, he had various problems but um, yeah he had to start on uh, p19 or even start in the pit lane he even had to start behind sergeant in the pit lane uh, in the end so that wasn't a good beginning of the weekend for him so that was uh, that was surprising. And then in Q2, I think there were a few more surprises, so we didn't see Pérez mm-hmm. moving into Q3 because he had made a mistake. And then on the last lap that he still had to set in Q2, he didn't really set a good time, so he didn't make it out. He was in the end P11, wasn't he?
1: And, yeah, um, yeah, he was P eleven,
2: and then and then Russell also. Uh, well, I think uh, that deserves <laughs> a, a mention. I I don't know exactly what uh, he was thinking uh, or why he wasn't looking in his mirrors, but uh, but that little clash between Russell and Hamilton could have been a lot worse. I mean, it looked extremely dangerous uh, to me.
1: Yeah, he actually afterwards he was talking about it, and he had mentioned that he believed it was a bit of miscommunication, and he was not looking in his mirrors clearly. <laughs> But he said that he was looking ahead, trying to take signs of slipstream, and he obviously didn't realize that Hamilton was there. But I agree, it could have been potentially a much more disastrous situation, specifically for Hamilton, because he did have to replace his front wing.
2: True. I think it wasn't... uh, (laughs) It wasn't the first time that Hamilton uh, crashed uh, around here with a teammate. No. Uh,
1: <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, those are some painful memories. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, I think he actually recovered uh, quite well because he he slipped a bit and he went a little bit on the grass, but he didn't. He managed to keep control of the car and um, was happy to see that because uh, that could have been yeah again it could have been a lot more dangerous.
1: Yeah, and actually, uh, just going back really quickly to Leclerc uh, during his situation. Yes, he did have to start from the pit lane and that looked like it was because Ferrari decided to make a gearbox change, I guess, as a result of, of where he ended up and they replaced the entire rear end of the car because after qualifying, he was claiming that he was experiencing like specifically around the left hand corners that they were pretty much undrivable. So I think he was, he, he believed that it was the rear end of the car that was, or at least they believed that it was the rear end of the car that was causing those issues.
2: Yeah, so um, so then moving forward again, so mm-hmm. Russell didn't make it to Q3, but Hamilton did, because when they crashed, he had already set a good lap, so um, he did make it into Q3, which he actually questioned earlier in the weekend. He said uh, we might not have a good enough car to make it into Q3, but uh, he did, his teammate did not. But there were a couple of other people, well, I guess Perez and R- Russell and Leclerc not making it left a little bit of room for some other drivers to make it. So we saw a couple of uh, interesting ones there. We, uh, we had Hülkenberg who, who made it into Q3. Both McLarens did. And um, not only did they make it into Q3, they set some really, really decent times throughout the qualifying sessions. And, and that, was, that was a bit of a surprise to me, but uh, very, very nice to see. And apart from that, I think, well, uh, there was Tsunoda and um, yeah, then the Aston Martins who, well, you saw Alonso struggling a lot during qualifying, which was a bit of a shame. I think he uh, he damaged the floor of his car in, mm-hmm. in Q1, and um, yeah, that uh, that had him trailing for the rest of the sessions, and um, yeah, even saw Stroll out qualifying him, which I, I guess tells most of the story.
1: Yeah, it didn't seem like Alonso was able to really recover after, after he damaged his floor. You could see that... Um, the, the mechanics were trying to do the best that they could to re- to repair what had been done, but it definitely played a factor in terms of his speed. And I, I have to say that it was, it did provide some hope seeing McLaren, that's for sure. Seeing McLaren and, and Norris find that pace and end up finishing in third. And Piastri, I felt like he again, shows consistency. He's He really is showing some shining moments in terms of his brilliance as a driver and his potential. Uh, but there was a lot more hope, I think, for McLaren fans when they saw that they were actually entering, they were able to get into Q3. And uh, judging by Zach Brown's reaction, it yeah. seemed, like, <laughs> seemed almost like they had won the race.
2: <laughs> yeah, it showed how they didn't expect that themselves, I mm-hmm. think. So yeah, that, that definitely... Uh... Talks to a great performance of of Norris obviously, but like you're saying, Piastri too. I think mm-hmm. that was actually quite uh, quite good, and um, yeah. Other than that, of course, uh, Signs had a very good qualifying session, setting a P2 time, and um, especially with uh, Leclerc starting on uh, P19 or in the pit lane, I think that was a bit of a contrast between the two Ferrari drivers. We we've seen that contrast previously with the Red Bulls, but now. Uh, now, for um, Ferrari, was also quite, uh, you know, one side of the garage uh, being extremely happy, the other side uh, not so much.
1: Well, and they had the side pods. They've, they've right. changed the side pods going into this weekend as well. So uh, with the contrast of Sainz's performance in Leclerc, we really, I don't think, were able to see how much of a difference that made.
2: Did both? Did both have um, new signs? Oh, I think no, it's only think science, science, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No,
1: I, I was wrong. Actually, it was only Science that had that difference. But I think that
2: yeah, obviously that did make the big difference in mm-hmm. qualifying. But uh, but yeah, yeah. Interesting that they're going to a slightly new concept. I, I wasn't aware of that. Uh, but uh, but yeah, um, I don't know what other updates that we have. Of course, I think most of the teams had already made their updates mm-hmm. in Monaco, so they just took them. Here, um, but I think this was uh, probably the first real judgment on some of these updates, especially. Well, I think we're going to talk about Mercedes, right? But uh, but let's talk a little bit more about that when we talk about the race. Uh, are there any other things from qualifying, Sam, that you want to want to talk about?
1: Just one, and uh, that's Gasly.
2: All right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we yeah. can't forget Gasly. No, no, we can't skip can't that. Can't
1: forget him. He he if he actually had a great qualifying in terms of where he ended up. He yeah, ended he up ahead of Ocon in P4 for Alpine. So it, he would put on a flyer of a lap in Q3. However, he was handed two three-place three grid penalties. One, Both of them were for the same issue. They were both for impeding Verstappen and also for impeding signs. Now, that dropped him to P10, which means that everyone beneath him within that before P10 was able to elevate themselves for the starting lineup for the race. And he mentioned after the race that he tried his best with the information he had at the time. So maybe it was a combination of similar to Leclerc, actually, in the situation going back to Monaco where he was in the way of Norris. And we had discussed during that that it was probably or likely a case of both miscommunication uh, in terms of not being aware of what's coming, and also not paying attention to your surroundings as well.
2: Yeah, I think both penalties were deservedly given. Just like we said for Leclerc, I mean, obviously it's a, it's a bit of a, yeah, it's a bit sad on the side for the driver, just not having good communication with his engineer. But then again, he was definitely impeding uh, signs in the first. Uh, I think he first impeded signs, and then later Verstappen, and, and both were pretty. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to give that penalty to Leclerc and Monaco, you're going to have to give these penalties to, to Gasly as well. So I don't think it was much of a point of discussion. But yeah, with his good qualifying time, it's a shame that he had to move back to P10, uh, which was still, you know, I mean, at least that way he ha- he still had a chance of uh, getting some points in the race. Because P10 still not all that bad, but, uh, but yeah, a little bit of... Uh, did he actually get some penalty points for that as well? Did he get penalty points for impeding during qualifying? I don't think so. Because I think he. I don't he... think so,
1: but we can look. We, we'd have to look it up after this because I'm not a hundred percent sure. Because I think
2: he just lost some of his penalty points, right? So he's already a little yeah. bit more in the clear. So he has some room, but uh, but um, yeah, he for sure didn't get rid of all his penalty points. So he still needs to be uh, well. Uh, he still needs to watch out for that.
1: He does. <laughs> Okay, so why don't we move along and get into the race?
2: So yeah, the first thing that we were looking at at the beginning of the race, I think, was a threat of seeing rain, either just before the start of it or just after the start of it, which actually it was hoping to see some rain I mean it would have been it would have been an interesting start it would have given some um...
1: you wanted to see chaos yeah
2: exactly (laughs) I I would have loved to just
1: admit it (laughs) I think
2: well I think it would have given a a nice element to the race which yeah in the end um, in the end I think the threat was constantly there and we heard uh, Russell talk about it for a little bit, but
1: uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he definitely that was a funny moment where he confused rain for his own sweat in the helmet <laughs> right
2: well, i guess high performance athletes sweat right don't fair they fair enough yeah fair
1: <laughs> enough and when you're when you're in a car like that with the g force and the and the the uh the impact that it puts on your body, there is no doubt <laughs>
2: true, but in the end, we didn't see any rain, which um yeah, which made for a start where i think uh the fair share of drivers were on soft tyres. I think we had uh, three drivers that started on the mediums, which were the two uh, Red Bulls and Sargent as well. And I think Leclerc started on Hearts. And um, yeah, um, I think we all knew that the race was probably going to be a two stopper. And what I think was interesting um, with some of the drivers actually pulling it pretty far into the race, both on the softs, but also the Red Bulls on the on the mediums, and I think, um, well, at least I was interested to see whether one of the Red Bulls would pull it out on a one stopper. In the end, both didn't, but um, but yeah, um, I think we were all looking at that strategic element and and to see which, um, yeah, which of these strategies could you know really take you beyond, um, well. Finishing a little bit higher up in the the end, you know, I don't think it was as interesting as it could have been in terms of um, strategies being different from one another. I think in the end, all of them were slightly, yeah, also because there wasn't really any uh, real chaos like we just said. I mean, there weren't even any yellow flags, uh, no, let alone any red flags. So, yeah, that also also kind of influenced the race a little bit and, and made the strategies a little bit similar to one another and what did you think of that Sam?
1: Yeah I was surprised that we didn't have any flags just by if we're using again qualifying and and even the practice sessions as a reference I was under the assumption that it was probably going to be likely that we were going to see some flags because some of the some of the drivers themselves were having difficulty around specific turns during qualifying and during practice I mean even during qualifying, DeVries, Sonoda, and Botas seem to be struggling around turn 11. So, to not see that was surprising. Um, I also think that I agree. I, it's an interesting it's an interesting situation because you're looking at a race where there was so much overtaking. There was, however, as much as 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 that is extremely exciting. There were also elements of the race that weren't as exciting, I guess. Yeah,
2: and I mean, there was a lot of overtakes, but I think a lot of the overtakes were just like regular DRS overtakes. And that made it slightly boring. I mean, the the start finish straight was long enough for cars to just pass each other without any real difficulty. And yeah, on the one hand, those are overtakes, but they aren't the most exciting overtakes.
1: Yeah, like there were some there were some shining moments in terms of in terms of some overtakes that I that were highlights. So I would say on lap one stroll. Yeah, true. Getting into third, that was very impressive. And I also really enjoyed, my, my favorite battles were actually the battles in the midfield. And that was between uh, Joe, Sonoda, De Vries, Hulk, Hulkenberg, I guess I should say, not just Hulk.
2: <laughs> Those were interesting. Yeah, they were right. interesting. Yeah, yeah, they were exciting. Yeah.
1: But yes, I can see what you're saying in terms of that there were some that were, that were overtakes that just made sense or let's say undercuts as well we saw a lot of pit stops you had mentioned that tire degradation became quite critical throughout the race that was that was something that in the very beginning of the race it was it was determined that clearly the tire degradation was going to play a factor you saw several teams that were pitting right away and changing their tire strategy from softs to mediums and so that was also another element that seemed to be um, quite consistent and was played played a part but i agree i think ultimately it's always great to see the overtakes but it's also what what is part of what makes a race so interesting is the thrill behind it and so i think that there wasn't as much during this race although i still Thoroughly enjoyed it. <laughs> so yeah, so did I. That.
2: So did I. No, and I, I, you were saying there are there were a few good overtakes that those fights in the midfield were actually quite entertaining to watch quite a lot of the time. And um, yeah, Stroll overtaking Hamilton, also Hamilton Hamilton overtaking Stroll back,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: um, and the fight between um, between Mercedes and Ferrari. I think what well, was clear to see that the Ferrari again had a lot of trouble with uh, tire degradation, whereas the, the Mercedes right now. I don't know if it was because of the updates, but um, but yeah, both Hamilton and Russell did a very long stint on on, on soft tyres. I think they did 24 and 25 laps uh, respectively. So that compared to Sainz who did around 14 or 15 or so. So, you know, um, I think that's one of the stories during this, se- not only during this season. I mean, we've seen that the Ferrari during 22 also had very much a problem on tire degradation and they seem to struggle with that still and um, and yeah with Mercedes coming back like they did this weekend and I don't know if that's just one of these outliers like they had in Australia as well where they also were uh, very decent but um, but yeah uh, let's see if, if if that's gonna be a consistent thing but uh, but they do seem to be back and they were back on the podium I mean with two drivers that was uh yeah that was something I don't think um, a lot of us expected that. And I think uh, we can see that back in the results of Forecast F1, but we're going to talk about that in a little bit. And um, yeah, so another thing that I think uh, we should talk about is the penalty for Tsunoda, which launched... Painful. Yeah, (laughs) it it, it was the only thing that was good coming of it was uh, Joe getting two points. Uh, rather than one which I like to see because those are I think he now is uh, in the same he has four points just like Bottas has so that's going to be an interesting uh, fight in the Alfa Romeos but yeah no it was uh, it was very tough to see to know that take that penalty which was I think we all we can all agree that it was a little bit harsh
1: yeah i i definitely think it was harsh in fact in in my opinion i don't think that it was deserved i think that I although I really would thought that both Joe and Sonoda had a great race I I really did I thought that both of them put their elbows out they were they were battling for position it was really exciting to see and I've already mentioned that that was one of the highlights for me but when it got to that point towards the final laps and that situation happened. I was really surprised to see him handed a five-second penalty. And what's even more unfortunate about that is that we have seen Sonoda, I believe, m- become much more of a mature driver, and he's improved quite a bit over this season. You've seen the improvements, and I thought he had a great race. and he really did give it his all. So to see it taken away at the very end, pretty much, of the race, that's got to be pretty heartbreaking for him.
2: No, I agree. it's you not know, as I think we talked about it in a previous podcast as well, that he was he was usually quite inconsistent between different weekends. And, you know, he's completely turned that around. He's, he's constantly, you know, thereabouts, uh, just scoring points, just not scoring points, but yeah, with the car that he has, I mean, you can't really expect much more of him. He's, uh, I think he's consistently beating his teammate as well. And, um, he, you know, De Vries didn't have much of a, he didn't have a bad race, but um, yeah, you could see him struggle during qualifying, during the practice sessions. And then when you see Tsunoda driving that car, he's just a lot more confident and he's really taken this season as a showcase for yeah what a driver he really is and and he definitely has a ton i think none of us were doubting that but he was just not yeah i think uh, on the driving side he's really improved perhaps on communicative side he could still <laughs> <We had him laughs> he could sh- always
1: improve yeah, on that yeah, side <laughs> yeah
2: although then again you know he, there he's just outspoken which i also you can't really blame a guy for that no
1: I and, mean, when uh, you're driving at a high speed like that, it's uh, I I don't know, but if it was me, it would be very I'd be very hard pressed not to say certain things. <laughs>
2: well, I shout at people too when I drive 80 miles an hour, so I, I'm you know it's uh, it's <laughs> I, I can understand I can understand where he's coming from.
1: Yeah, absolutely, and I would say, speaking of the contrast in terms of teammates, if we're looking at Perez and his situation during the race, I think that. He did make he, he did make ground. He ended up um, finishing in P4, which is which is great considering where he started. But really, when you take a look at the speed of the Red Bull and what he has, I, I feel like he could have done more. I feel like he could have given Russell more of a run for that P3 spot. Qualifying, we know he struggled with and he has struggled with qualifying as of recently but i would say that his performance was okay actually it's a little difficult to say okay when you still manage in p4
2: yeah but i i understand what you're saying i mean Mm -hmm. in the first lap he didn't really overtake anybody i think the first person he really overtook was norris who had a problem with the first lap so that would that doesn't really count at all and um, yeah I, i i guess if he would have made up more ground in the beginning he might have still um, it also, you know, Russell was fortunate not to get a penalty if he would have gotten a penalty there. You know, things could have been different and P4 is not bad. Uh, but on the other hand, if it would have been for Verstappen starting on P11... Would you run won the race? What yeah. do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, we've seen it before. <laughs> and and by asking that question, if we take the history of certain races with Verstappen, the answer would be yes.
2: Yeah, well, we, uh, it might not have happened. But it might but not
1: have been. We, yep.
2: we wouldn't have been surprised, though, if it did. And, and yes. that's the thing with Paris. In the end, you you know it's not going to happen. Although, yeah, that's also because Verstappen is starting from pool. But, uh, but you also, ha- you know, he's not finishing P2 either, which perhaps. Well, I mean, it's going to be a tough one because we don't know really how improved that Mercedes is. And, and that's maybe playing a part there too. Um, but, um, but yeah, well, I guess we'll see in the next couple of races um, how they're going to improve Mercedes. If they're going to really keep this consistent line or whether this is going to be an outlier.
1: Yeah, I I believe that if they have managed to find the pace in the car with the recent upgrades, it's going to be a very, uh, a potentially momentum, quite a large shift for them. It couldn't come at the right moment because if that is the case, you're in a situation where you're going into the rest of the season with potentially being the second strongest team
2: going to be really exciting to see the both of the Mercedes battle against Alonso and at Aston Martin and then with Sainz and Leclerc watching from behind and trying to... <laughs> trying
1: oh, to watching from behind, that's so Albers. painful.
2: <laughs> well, unfortunately, I think that's what's going to be because, you know, with, with that yeah. difference in tire degradation, it's really going to be the Mercedes and Aston Martins, I think, who's going to fight for the spots behind the, behind the Red Bulls and not Ferrari, which, uh, don't get me wrong, I would love to see it, but I just uh, realistically, I don't see it happening.
1: Yeah, if we're looking at this season, and we're just looking at the season where we don't even go back in time to last season, uh, last year, and we just look at Ferrari's performance over this year, it seems like they have been struggling even more so as the season progresses. And whether it is, we, we've talked about it before, but whether it is with the car's performance, whether it is with the strategic side, it just seems like in many areas there isn't just one concentrated area that you can say they're struggling in they're struggling in several areas which provides a lot more concern when it comes to their performance at the end of, throughout the rest of this year so i agree with you i think that you know going into the beginning of this season we were looking at much more of a wider berth in terms of competition for let's say that second team we thought that it was a lot more close But I think that as the season continues to progress, we're seeing that gap widen between Ferrari and Aston Martin and Mercedes. And I think that with Mercedes improvement, potential improvement, we'll see how they fare during the Canadian Grand Prix. We will actually physically see how they are, Uh, but they also do typically well during the Canadian Grand Prix. So it is a track that I think will complement hopefully the car and the improvements. If it's the case, we'll see if it stands the test of time. And if it did, if it does, then yes, it's going to probably make for a lot more of an interesting battle between themselves and Aston Martin and to see how that progresses and who's going to come out on top in the long run. But I also think that during this race itself, we saw the lack of pace that came out of the Aston Martins this this weekend. and. Yes, I still think they did well because they both managed to finish in the points if we're looking at Aston Martin in comparison. Oh, you want to say something? What is well, it?
2: <laughs> I, I was going to say that there's just one question that remains to ask about this race. Uh oh. Did Stroll beat Alonso? Oh. <laughs>
1: and I know why you're asking me that question because he did.
2: I guess it's a tough question to ask a Canadian.
1: <laughs> well, Well, technically he did technically he did but we all heard alonzo's radio and i mean i gotta say look
2: he wasn't hiding it was he
1: he wasn't hiding it he wasn't hiding the fact that he was just he wasn't gonna try to put on a fight and the alonzo that we all know and have seen i feel like if it was any other driver he would have been battling him right to the end But even at the end, but right before he crossed the finish line, he already had his hand out. He was waving to the crowd. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. He made it very clear he had no intention of passing Stroll. Now, with that being said, and in Stroll's defense, I still think he put on a good performance this weekend. He did well during qualifying. He did.
2: He did. And
1: during the race, he was quite consistent. I mean, let's just say that the Aston Martins pace itself... that both drivers were maximizing the most out of it. And if that is the case during that track, then we can say that his performance was pretty, was was a solid performance overall. No, so.
2: True, true. And in the end for the team, it doesn't matter. Same amount of points scored. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just guess there's been a lot of Spanish nails being bitten off. But, you know, that's... <laughs> I mean, I guess that's Formula One for you, and I, it's not always going to be exactly how you want it to be. So, uh, so yeah. I
1: knew at the end of the race, after Alonso made that comment, I knew already how the podcast. I I was waiting for that moment when you were going to say it. <laughs> I already knew, but yeah, it's it's um, it'll be interesting going into next weekend. We'll see how we'll see how both Mercedes and Aston Martin fare, and who knows, maybe another team will throw their hat in the ring. Although McLaren, I don't know what happened during the race. Uh, Well, we know what happened to Norris. Let's touch on that really briefly. And that was another uh, unfortunate, it was an unfortunate moment, but it was obviously a driver error. I think he just got a little bit too aggressive, stuck his nose out and paid for it, having to, with a damaged front wing, um, and, uh, where he had to pit, but he never seemed to find pace. Did you notice that during the race? True. You, he never see after that, he never seemed to have the ability to really, make a difference now
2: and to also be fair to him uh, it was a driver error perhaps from one side on the other hand he was also unlucky with hamilton just moving away from from signs there and moving right. towards him and he was just speeding up so yeah I, I guess you know it was it was yeah but i don't know why uh yeah the rest of the race wasn't that and also piastri dropped quite a lot right. of places because he started p ninth i think with the penalty of Gasly. but he finished where did he finish he finished behind. Tsunoda, I think so that was P13 I think that's yeah um, a little bit uh, disappointing for McLaren given that the qualifying was quite quite all right so let's see um, bit of a shame not to see any of the nice mclaren livery score points this uh, this week and i think we're not going to see the nice livery no. in canada are we it's just it was for two races
1: oh i was i i was so hoping that maybe they kept it because i abs i said this last episode i absolutely loved that livery uh, yeah so, and i
2: think samantha didn't really realize they no. were are going to race it for two for two races <laughs> So she was just freaking out when she saw the livery again. <laughs> they're gonna keep it. They're gonna keep it, but they are not gonna keep no. it as far as we know. So unfor- unfortunately, yeah.
1: no. That that was definitely I. I was and was not only the sad. the
2: car, but also the race suits look really nice. And uh, yes. we've seen a couple of nice. Ra- I mean, also Leclerc had a had a very nice looking one on his home uh, Grand Prix, and so did Signs. And uh, I really like the McLaren ones uh, with the mm-hmm. with the white and the orange. Like the full orange to me is a little bit too much, but that combination of white and orange looks really, really nice. So, yeah, but I guess it was what it was and we're not going to see more of it.
1: At least not anytime soon.
2: Right. <laughs> so anything else that you want to discuss regarding the race?
1: Well, I would say one thing that we definitely should highlight is Verstappen's dominance. Sure. Absolutely true dominance this weekend and it I I again I keep saying what I said previously but it's but it's really true I I questioned in the last episode who really is going to be able to who can you actually say that can compete with him and I I truly believe that this year he is in a class of his own yes he has the car but he also has the skill now he finished well over 24 seconds ahead of Hamilton in P2 if that's any consideration to further highlight that question of who can actually <laughs> compete against him this year, I, I don't know.
2: Well, the only one that has a chance of competing with him is Perez. But then if you look at a weekend like this, where Verstappen is the quickest in FP1, quickest in FP2, quickest in FP3, quickest in qualifying mm-hmm. and wins the race. Yeah, I mean, um, it's it's I think it's uh, pretty clear where uh, where he's going to end up at, uh, at the end of this season. And um, yeah... Um, unfortunately it's just not at that same level um, and I would like it to be different because I would really like to see a, a battle but uh, yeah that's just not going to happen
1: yeah he he had it he had his Grand Slam weekend yeah, and I he and did. I think that this is probably one of possibly several we're going to yeah, see this year <laughs> exactly no I
2: was thinking the same thing and um, hopefully not too many because I'd like the weekends to be different and a little bit more competitive from other drivers but uh but, yeah, well, things are as they are. And, uh, I mean, you just got to, yeah, stand and awe and, and, and also applaud the performance because, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. But, uh, but it's not the most exciting to watch.
1: And what do you, before we go and move along uh, to the guessing, my favorite part, actually it was my favorite part last, last week because <laughs> I got a few right. Yeah. But what do you think is going on with Botas?
2: Yeah, well, he was making space for Joe during the race, wasn't mm-hmm. he? But um, yeah, he didn't really have a good weekend. Um, and um, I think it's interesting to see that uh, uh, development between the two drivers in, in Alfa Romeo because uh, Joe is doing quite well and Bottas is just not really, I don't know. I mean, it's not like he's been having an extremely bad season. The Alfa Romeo's not that quick. But he's also not really outperforming the... You know, um, you would have expected, or at least I would have expected Bottas... I think last year he clearly outperformed Joe. Even though Joe wasn't bad, but Bottas was pretty good. And especially at the beginning of the season, he scored a decent amount of points. But, uh, but they seem to be a lot closer. And, um, and, and yeah, with Joe scoring his first two points this season in, in Melbourne, if I'm not mistaken, and now again another two points... Yeah, Bottas has got to be back on his game a little bit because um, because there's a... I don't know. I think he has a, a contract until the end of this season because he had a two-year contract, if I'm not mistaken. So it's going to be an interesting one.
1: Yeah, it is. It's definitely going to be an interesting one. I, I wonder... I, it is a good question to ask because we're so used to seeing him, mind you, when he was in Mercedes. Of course, he was in a Mercedes car. But like you said, in Alfa Romeo, he did do... He did do better than Joe last year, and so we'll see. We'll see, like you mentioned. We'll see how things go with him, but definitely a question after this weekend's performance.
2: So let's move to the scores of Forecast F1 for this weekend. We had 441 players playing the game, and the average score this weekend was a little bit higher than that in Monaco, because in Monaco the average score was very, very low, 38. We now had an average score of 40.1 points. And we're going to move to the first quiz question, Samantha, but Samantha, you're not going to be alone taking the guesses this (laughs) time. There's going to be a little bit of a reference. Um, yeah, (laughs) we're going to see how you're going to do.
1: Yes. So joining me in making the uh, guesses this weekend is Anton's uh, potentially better half, (laughs) (laughs) Sana.
0: Hello, guys.
1: (laughs) Now, if you were wondering whose voice it was that actually was introducing this week's episode, it was Sana herself. So Let's get started then, I guess, with the guessing. I did okay last week, so now the pressure is on with both of us here. And um, I imagine that I probably will fold under the pressure, but let's go.
2: (laughs) Right, so the first question is going to be, how many people predicted the correct podium for this weekend, which was Verstappen, Hamilton, Russell? So, Samantha, how many people do you think had that predicted correctly?
1: I don't think a lot of people predicted that. I'm going to say 10.
2: It's Anna. How many people do you think had that podium predicted correctly?
0: I guess not a whole lot. So I go for 15. Nobody. Oh, oh. nobody. <laughs> well, we were definitely wrong.
2: So then instead, let's ask the question. How many people did have P1 for Verstappen and P2 Hamilton? How many people actually did have that?
1: Okay, so... Now thinking about the fact that nobody had chosen it, I still think that some people had chosen Hamilton Cause, potentially. Because there
2: could be, you know, theoretically, there could be a whole lot of people that had P1 for Verstappen, P2 Hamilton, but somebody else on P3, let's say, Paris right. or Leclerc or Sainz. So, you know, it, uh, I'm not saying anything here, but...
0: <laughs> <laughs> giving away too many hints. Yeah, I'm just building,
2: building up the pressure a little bit.
1: Okay, I'm going to say eight
0: people. It's on it. I would say four.
2: It's sun is getting closer, she's getting better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only three people that had arrived. Wow, okay. Only three people. And we're gonna see a little bit later on how many people actually had Hamilton on P2 because obviously it's possible that more people did but had a different P1. All right, so anyway, we're first gonna talk a little bit about the winners of this weekend. So on P1 this weekend was Eloise Lefine from Belgium who scored 59.5 points. That was the highest point scoring position this weekend. So that's not a whole lot. Uh, she did have for Stop and ride. She had Pires on P4. She had Sainz on P5. She had Stroll on P6 and Okon on P8. So that's actually quite impressive.
1: Yes, congratulations. And I can clap
2: yeah, here yeah. in the
1: recording. So yeah. very good job.
2: P2 was for Nwenko Kumara from Indonesia. He had a correct P1. He was one of the people who also had Hamilton on P2 and he had Gasly correct on P10 and then still scored a couple of points for Sainz and Stroll having them one position away from the correct place. So that's also really good. Then on P3, Amira from Algeria and she had also a correct P1 and P2 and scored points for Russell and Sainz. She scored 58.5 points and actually Nuenko scored 58.8, I forgot to mention that. So, actually two of those people on the podium had P1 and P2 predicted correctly. The other person that had P1 for Verstappen and P2 Hamilton was Maxim Jampolski from Estonia. And he finished in P11 because he didn't score a whole lot of points for the other drivers.
1: <laughs> okay, so three out of the four that chose the uh, P1 and P2 finish correct.
2: No, it was three people who... who, who. <laughs> <laughs> that was what it asked guessed before, but it was three
1: <laughs> i'll I'll be okay <laughs> but
2: it's actually interesting that the winner did not have a correct p one and p two only had a correct p one
1: that's kind of where yeah that the i although I was wrong that's, that's basically where, where I was going yeah, with yeah. it yeah, was that was that the ones that finished still within the top three or four.
2: Yeah, so you can basically still win. I mean, if other people have a correct P1 and P2, you can still win if you get like P4, P5, P6 all correct. So mm-hmm. you don't necessarily need to have a correct podium to win this game.
1: So
0: there's hope out there for people like us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like... Exactly,
2: exactly. Okay. Uh... But
0: three people had Verstappen, Hamilton. Yeah. That's great. That's pretty wild. Yeah, right. because I I thought I had Hamilton high up in the top ten, but apparently not high. enough. Yeah,
2: you had Hamilton on P3. No, you had Hamilton P3. P3. So that's good, though,
0: because then you got 50%. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I got quite some points, I think.
2: Yeah, because when we look at the scores of the three of us, it's on a U1. You scored 47.4 points this weekend. And yeah, you had Hamilton on P3. So you scored half of the points that you could score for that, but you also had Perez on P5 and he ended up P4, so you also scored 50% of those 12 points, so that's 6 points. So you ended up doing pretty well. Me and Sam, we scored 44.3 and 41.3. So yeah, that means that actually, do you remember where you were last time out, in which place, in which position?
1: No, I just remember I beat you. <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> that is true. That's the
1: only thing I that remember. Is true. It wasn't by much because you our in, picks um, were similar. I
2: think you were in one hundred fifty-two. I wasn't.
1: Around. I I was. I believe in the hundred and fifties. Although I did look at where I am now. Or where Some, I was somebody has to weekend. go back
2: and check that. But oh, you did, you already know where you are now.
1: Yeah. I do. Where are you? <laughs> I'm in the two hundreds. No, no,
2: no, you're not. Wait, you're not. No? No, 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 no. Okay,
1: so what was I looking at? Yeah, actually,
2: at? you went up in score. So um, because yeah, you're you're in place one hundred forty-seven now.
1: I went up three. So, nice. Oh so, yeah, well, so, yeah, or potentially five. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. not
2: too bad. It's not too bad. Not too bad. Actually, I went from ninety-nine to eighty-seven and right behind me on 88 is it's summit. so you're getting on there. very nice yeah we'll very see very nice we'll see where we are after the canadian grand prix because uh, yeah I'm, I'm feeling the heat honestly
1: <laughs> you'll be feeling the heat literally when we go to the grand prix next weekend well It'll all of us
2: all of us still got a way to go because we'll go to the grand prix together with nancy and nancy is worldwide ranked on 25. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, uh, I think we all uh, we're all pretty far away from that.
1: That's that's very true. Nancy is on fire right now when it comes to her picks.
2: All right, so um, there's no new high score set this weekend uh, for any of the continental or the worldwide rankings. So, um, with the highest score being 59.5, yeah, that score doesn't get you. Much further <laughs> compared to all the other races, especially Baku, where a lot of people scored a lot of points. So, we're going to look a little bit at the front runners in the league. So, last time out, or for the previous three races, Tobias Jolie has been on P1. He scored 41 points, so he's still on P1. He actually gained in the lead because he previously had a difference of 18.4 points to number two. Number two was Chip Kovka but he scored only 35 points, which makes him drop to P3. And Diana, who was previously on P3, now goes back to P2. She scored 41 points, just as Tobias. So Tobias is now 21.9 points in the lead to Diana.
1: Very nice!
2: Yeah, so now we go to our favorite part, where we do some quizzes. I hope you're all ready, because we're gonna gonna see (laughs) Yeah, we're going to see who who gets closer on each single one. So I'm going to actually write that down. So we're first looking at P1 Verstappen. So the question for this weekend is how many people had a correct winner predicted with Verstappen winning the race of Spain? It's on Samantha. Perhaps you got to go like, I don't know who wants to go first on this one, but we'll switch it around.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good idea.
2: You can bite it off first.
1: Oh, you want me to go first? Okay. I'm going to say that clearly it's high, so I will say 380.
0: All right, I have 300 in my head.
2: All right, Sam's winning this round because it was 362 people. Oh, wow. So you were only 18 off, which is really very little. So yeah, this one's going to Sam.
1: Still a lot of people in general out of everyone that that uh, played this weekend and picked for Verstappen.
2: Yeah, true. I think actually a lot more percentage-wise than last two times out. So, um, so yeah, people, people really had faith in him for this race in Spain. But I guess this was also the first race he ever won. I think he feels pretty confident at this track. And in general, I think the track suited Red Bull very well. So we then go to Hamilton. We already talked about... Three people having correctly predicted P1 Verstappen, P2 Hamilton. So, were there any more people? Do you think that had Hamilton in P2? So, I'll give you a bit of time to think about that. But uh, Izzana has to go first.
0: I would say 20 people. I'm gonna stick to three.
1: The same. The same. Like based on on the. Uh, Previous. I, I oh, don't know understand what
2: anyone, you're saying. Yeah, you're, I don't I'm,
1: know if anyone picked a different P1 in Verstappen, so um, I'm going I'm um, to play this small game. Well, neither of numbers.
2: you are right, but, uh, <laughs> but the, this round again goes to Sam because it was six people.
1: Wow, okay.
2: And I think I looked at it. I think there was one person that had P1 Alonso and then Hamilton, and there were, I think, about, well, the other two people had Pires, I think, on, on P1 and then Hamilton. But, uh, but yeah, so six people in total.
1: I was going to say, who, were, what, what, who did they choose as P1? So Alonso and Perez, that would make sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So now we're going to go to P3. Russell finished on that spot. So Sam, how many people predicted Russell on P3?
1: I don't think it's going to be high because originally nobody had picked that top three. So
0: I'm going to say eight. It's on they difficult one.
2: Yeah,
0: I would say five.
2: Shoosh, this round again is going to seven because you were just really? one off. It was nine people.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. But you already had some practice doing this guessing. Game. Yeah. I gotta give... <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's very true. I've, I've done it a few times, but I'm, I'm now learning that if I just do like mathematical brief, quick math process by elimination, then maybe I'll it get helps. closer to the number. It yeah. makes sense. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. True. All right.
0: I'm taking very long to think about okay. this. I yes. tried to calculate, but I don't know what I'm calculating based on. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, I'm trying to do the semantic calculating stuff. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> like it would just be guessing. Well, Guess that's basically, that like in, like in this case, yes. That's yes.
1: what it is. Because you don't, because the top three we we know already, so yeah, you'd just be guessing.
2: Yeah, but you point. can reason a little bit that you know, uh-huh. given how good the Red Bulls are, you know, a lot of them, a lot right, of people I pick would... them on 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 P one, two, three, so a little fewer on four. But yeah, anyway.
0: I would say fifty-five.
2: All right, and there you go, Sam. What do you say? That's a
1: pretty good guess. Um, I'm gonna say seventy-two.
2: Alright, this round's going to its because there was only thirty six people. Oh, wow. So you were fourteen away. But that's right. that's that's very decent. Alright. So we're gonna go to science who finished on P five. So yeah, this one's for you, Sam.
1: I'm gonna say quick answer, sixty seven.
2: Alright. Alright.
0: There was no thought behind that. <laughs> I just okay. went with the number.
2: Calculations <laughs> are out the door.
0: <laughs> I think around eighty people.
2: Well, Itzana, you're winning this round. You're getting nice. back because it was 87 people. Oh, no. so wow, getting, that was close. Uh, yeah, the, it's really close. So we're going to go to Stroll. Stroll on P6. I know I didn't have him there. I was thinking about putting on P10, but in the end I put Norris there, which was... Well, neither one would have gotten me points. But um, but yeah, how many people had Stroll on P6? Actually, Itzana, this one's for you.
0: I guess nobody had. Okay. Um... I'm going to say
1: 13. Lucky number 13.
2: You're all right. Really? Yeah. Really? <laughs> nice. I got
1: one right again Yeah, well, time. we're
2: keeping count. This is the third one you got right. Yeah.
1: It really was
0: lucky number guess 13. Number. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> exactly. Wow, that's impressive. All right, well, I'm going to write down this round for Sam. Actually, that's double points if you ask me. But all right, we'll count it, <laughs> we'll count it once. Uh, there we go. Alonso on P7. Oh, it's,
1: it's my go? Yeah, it's okay. your go. It's your go. I don't think a lot of people would have put Alonso on P7 because I think people would have had faith in him given his current track history. No that makes sense. intended. That makes sense. Um, I'm going to say
0: six.
2: All right. It's Anna.
0: I actually agree on what Samantha is saying. I think...
2: But you can't pick the same number. No,
0: I know. <laughs> well, we could.
2: Yeah, yeah. We yeah, could. Yeah.
0: If we wanted and yeah. then it'll just be a tie. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of people put Alonso high up in the top 10, just because...
2: How many people do you think predicted a win for Alonso?
1: Wait, now I you're th- asking another yeah, question. Uh, yeah. yeah, just an in-between I didn't, one. I didn't give an answer yet. <laughs> okay.
2: All right. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll let you give an answer on the other one okay, first. <laughs> let me think. P7. Yeah.
0: But Alonso... Wait, what? Alonso ended up in P7? Yeah, he did. Okay.
2: Because he stayed behind Stroll. Right? So, uh, wow. at the end of the race, he's, he came on the radio saying that he wouldn't overtake Stroll.
0: I would say four people.
2: All right. It's only like you're winning this round very strong. It was only Except, three people. Wow. No, you didn't get yeah. it right, but you Low got number, very close. Low number though. Yeah. yeah.
1: Three people.
2: Yeah. So, how many people did you think had him put down for the win? Getting back to my question that I wasn't supposed to ask.
1: <laughs> uh, I feel like it's in the 20s. I'm going to say 22.
0: No, I think it will be something like 40?
2: Well, you're getting close. This one's not going to count as a round, though, but it was 60 people.
0: No
1: oh. way. Yeah,
2: I think it was a lot of people just hoping for the wow. 33rd Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: I, almost, I I, thought about it. I actually would have loved to put him there, but then, I mean, I, I just had to go with Verstappen for, for logical reasons. But yeah. it would have been nice to see Alonso win.
2: Yeah, I think in the end we were all glad that we put him down for stopping because we would have lost out a lot of points if we didn't. But, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how this game works. So now we're on three for Edsonne and four for Sam on the first seven. So we're going to P8, which is where Ocon finished. Actually, I had Ocon on P8.
1: Okay. Just I, I can't remember. I think I, think wait, I wait, had wait, him wait, close wait. there, who, too. Who
2: needs to go first? Yeah. Oh, sorry. I thought you were going to guess. But uh, no. it's, I think it's Edsonne no, who know. needs to go first, okay. right? Yeah, because she said six on Alonso and she said four on Alonso. I feel like
1: this seven. is how we do. We used to do the fast five. We just lost yeah. count of what
2: Right, right. Well, I imagine in two weeks from now, we're going to have to do this with another person at the table. It's That's gonna be, true. It's going to be crazy.
0: Yeah, it'll be... Oh, it'll be fun. Yeah. <laughs> Who else is then on the podcast? Nancy's going to be on oh, yeah, there okay. too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Okay, so you, you asked a question already, right?
2: Yeah, Ocon <laughs> P8. That was the question.
0: So whose turn is it right? It's yours. It's probably around hundred people.
2: So you're saying a hundred? A
0: hundred, yeah.
2: A hundred round. All right. What I think that's say? a
0: pretty good bet.
1: Um, I'm going to say something high around there too. I'm going to say, I'm going to go just below a hundred and say 97.
2: All right. And that makes it sound that wins this round no because way. it was 127 people. Wow. In, yeah. Yeah. So now we're at four against four.
1: Is this the tiebreaker? Yeah, no, because we still have, we oh, still we have, P9, have P9, P10 and, P10, right. and
2: fastest lap, oh, so yes, we do. fastest lap might be the tiebreaker. Okay. That would be, that'll be cool. All right, <laughs> but let's go to Joe first, Joe on P9, and it's Sam who has to go first.
1: Okay, first of all, on a personal note, I was really happy to see Joe on P9. Me too. I was really happy to see that, but I also think that it's probably not going to be a high number of people who picked him on P9. So it's um, not
2: going to be 127. I'll no, give, it's I'll give gonna you It's not going to be
1: 127. That. No, I'm going to say two people.
2: Oof. yeah, that's on it.
0: I would say none. Oh.
2: Well, this one's going to be then in between because it was just one person. No. <laughs> so, so yeah, uh, all right, that one. that round goes to nobody. But I think we said previously, uh, if only one person gets some someone right then we gotta give a shout out so that means we're gonna give a shout out and I checked who got Joe on P9 and actually it's a friend of yours
1: oh yeah actually I think I know who it was so who was it Deanne yeah you're right (laughs) (laughs) and you know how I know this Um, I know this because I was with Deanne when she made her pics and we were at a dog show And so we came back from the dog show just as a little side story. We came back from the dog show and we made our picks. And one of the things that she said to me was I picked Joe and Sonoda in my in my bottom 10. So it had I. It only makes sense that it would have to be her that made the pick, and it was the right choice, right? because yeah, it, it ended up being the only one who picked him.
2: Yeah, there was a few people who had him in P ten. I also saw someone who had him in P eight, but she was the only one putting him in P nine. So yeah, she got Woo-hoo! full two points for that. But
1: congratulations, uh, D. Yeah.
2: <laughs> All right, moving on. P ten, Gasly. Actually, who needs to go first now? I, I think, think it's it's sunny, sunny, right? Yeah, 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 it's yeah, yeah. yeah
0: I would say, not a whole lot, I would say 20 people. Okay, I'm going to go with 34.
2: Sam's winning this one because it was 83 people. Oh,
1: wow.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: That's um, actually a lot of people yeah. that picked him on P10.
2: True. So, you're in the lead now, Sam, and you're going to have to say how many people you think picked for stop and right, as the fastest lap. I think both of us picked him on fast. It's on you did. had Hamilton on Fastest like yeah, 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 yeah. You always pick somebody out of the blue. But you did get Paris right one time. Yeah, I remember that. Okay. But anyway, Verstappen, okay. how many people got that?
1: I'm going to say 282.
2: All right. So it's only this is your chance to at least get a draw out of it.
0: I think it's near 300. So I would say 295.
2: Well, yeah, you're drawing it because it was 311. Ooh. So, yeah, nice. yeah, you oh, got wow. Yeah, Oh, yeah. wow! So, <laughs> so? I, well, it's not decided then because now it's five against five because it was. <laughs> oh, not. seriously. Yeah, because P eight or P nine. Sorry, Joe. No one got. Well, it was one person, and you got two, and you said zero. So that one didn't go to anyone. So yeah, five against five. I guess we're gonna decide it after the Canadian Grand Prix. I guess oh so.
1: yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we definitely well, that's, can. well, that's an
2: inter. The two of you battle so we can see, and then you still got to battle Nancy on it as well.
1: Fair, fair. Although, judging again by Nancy's scores, <laughs> we're going to definitely have some competition.
2: Honestly, I'm glad I'm the game master here, not having to make any guesses. Because I, I think I'm feeling I would be pretty bad at this, to be honest.
1: Fair enough.
2: All right. So yeah, I think the three of us are, well, I think not only the three of us, I think a lot of people are looking forward to the Canadian Grand Prix in two weeks. And, um, well, be sure to tune in again to this podcast because we'll be with a lot of people.
1: Normally I would, before we end, normally I would say to you, what are you most looking forward to?
2: Everything. And so
1: judge, <laughs> I was just going to say, because like, I didn't even finish the question. That's how excited we are because this is going to be a different situation. And, um, for you, this is going to be the first time both of you will hear the cars live. Yes. And my first experience was last year and there is absolutely nothing like it. So I think that we're all definitely excited. Like you said, everything. Looking forward to just about everything next weekend.
2: It sounds, is there anything you're looking forward to in particular?
0: I'm just looking forward to hear it all and feel it all.
2: Nice. Nice. Yeah.
0: Great. And on that note, I think
1: that pretty much wraps up this episode.
2: Yes, it does. We'll see each other in two weeks.
1: We certainly will. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.